Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley. Welcome back if you've been listening for a while now. And if this is your first episode, I am so excited that you are here. Today, we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about the idea of trading time for money versus creating assets in your business that can make you money in the long term, in the future, forever, with kind of like a limitless amount. And I'm going to dive into both and kind of break it down, uh, break down what each of those is for you. And then I'm going to give you a real life example of something that I did recently um, in creating an asset and kind of how it's worked out for me and what my plan is for the future so that you can get a concrete sense of what I mean when I say creating an asset that works for your business. Now, I hope that you are having an amazing summer. It is July at the moment. It is hot. I feel like summer is in full swing. My daughter is at summer camp, so the house is quiet again. (laughs) So hopefully in today's episode, we don't have any unexpected banging in the background like we did in the last couple. Um, And I hope that you are able to have some space and some time. I just, I love summer. It's my, it's my favorite season. I love the heat. I would take heat over cold any day. Um, and just having a little bit more freedom. It feels like everybody's like a little bit more playful and just a little bit lighter. Um, so that's where I'm at. I I hope you are experiencing some of that as well. So let's dive in today. Let's start by talking about the idea of trading time for money. And this is basically when you are in a mindset of like, I show up and I teach for X amount of hours and I charge X amount per hour. And there's varying levels of this model, right? And we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, but you could trade by the hour, meaning someone literally shows up and pays you right then for that lesson. And you're getting paid literally in that moment for whatever time you're giving to that person. Um, There's another level of that where maybe you charge like a month in advance, but you're charging for the number of lessons that you're teaching in that month. So you're still, you know, time for money, right? Like the amount of time that you're teaching is the amount of time that you're getting paid for. And then there's a little bit of an elevated version of that where maybe you're charging by the month, but it's like a set fee per month, regardless of how many lessons there are, or maybe you're charging by the year or the semester and you're factoring in some holidays or some days off. So you're at least like, it's not quite that hourly exchange, but it still kind of is because you're still maxed out on the amount of money that you can make based on how much you show up and teach or how, yeah, how, how much you show up and do the service that you're providing. Right. And so this is that hourly mindset of like, in order to make money, I need to show up and I need to do this amount or this amount of time of work. Now, this mindset is really, really common when it comes to teaching music and when it comes to running your own studio, because that's how we think of it, right? We're getting paid and it's in exchange for a service. And depending on the kinds of students that you teach, you're going to encounter various expectations about what that amount should be or what people think they should be paying for that and what they think they should be getting for that. And so because of all of that, 
that's kind of how we get stuck in that hour for time. I'm sorry, that hour of time for a certain amount of money mindset. Now, when we talk about the flip side of that, creating assets or having assets in your business, when I use the word asset, I mean something that works for you. And so I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast because I've talked about your studio policy as an asset in past episodes. And I've also talked about your teaching philosophy as an asset. And the reason that those two things are assets is because they are things that if you spend time on them one time, you know, you put in a good amount of time and you create a really, really quality studio policy and a really quality teaching philosophy. They are things that can pretty instantly level up or increase the amount of money that you are making. They can pretty instantly, and then again, especially over time, get you more students, get you a higher quality of student and change the course of your business. And so they're assets because they save you time, they make you more money, and they either save you energy or give you energy. Okay. And so those are assets that we've talked about before. So I'm not going to dive super deep into those assets because we've already covered them. Um, I think it was like episode two and three of the podcast where I dove deep into both of those assets and described why they were assets and how they can be assets. And so if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go back and listen to those episodes. But today we're going to talk about a different kind of asset, um, which actually has a lot more to do with intellectual property or, you know, like the teaching, the ways that you teach and those kinds of assets that you create. And before we do that, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about this our for money mindset. Because as I mentioned, a lot of business owners get stuck in this mindset. And I just want to make this point because I heard this several years ago and it really hit home with me. And it was something that once I heard, I couldn't get rid of in my mind. Um, and it's helped me really make better choices for my business um, to align with what I actually want it to be. So a lot of people come into the entrepreneurial space or they want to run their own business because they want more freedom right? They want more freedom. They want more flexibility. They want maybe more money, but they want to have like control over their time and that freedom and flexibility, right? Like it sounds very glamorous to have freedom and flexibility and to be able to like do a doctor's appointment at 9am on a Tuesday without having to get permission from your boss. But when we get stuck in the hour equals money mindset, what ends up happening is a lot of people just create a job for themselves right? Because like you have to show up at certain times and you have to teach those lessons. And if you don't, you lose money. And that's like, it's the illusion of freedom a little bit, because sure, maybe you can like make up the lesson when you want to, or maybe you can just decide not to get paid. And so you do have a little bit more freedom because you don't necessarily have a boss over you saying that you can't do it, but you're still kind of beholden to the amount that you work. And in that way, it's still very much a job, but it actually doesn't give you a lot of the benefits that a job would give you. And so I want you to think about that as you, especially right now, like this is the perfect time of year to be diving in deep on your studio policy and to be reevaluating re your policies and seeing if you can make changes for the fall when people are coming back to lessons or when people are signing up for lessons. I know, you know, fall is always a huge time for new students to be looking for lessons. And so it's a great time to implement changes. And when you make those changes, be thinking about how can I actually get a, you know, get my policy to create a business that gives me that freedom and not just the illusion of freedom that gives me genuine control over my time and my schedule and the amount of money that I make instead of just kind of like creating a job for myself in my business. 
Now, um, don't get me wrong. Don't go get a job. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of being a business owner because you know you can get it to the point that you do actually have that freedom and flexibility to create your own reality. Um, but it's a muscle that you have to exercise and flex and strengthen. And once you practice doing that, uh, you'll find that the opportunities are pretty limitless. So that is why I get so excited about talking about creating assets. Now, I'm going to give you a real life example of something that I created recently um, that is a huge asset for my business. And I'm making space for the fact that like, I don't even, I don't even fully know how awesome this asset will be, right? Because, you know, maybe in a year I'll be on an episode of the podcast and I'll be like talking about, you know, what I've been able to do with this asset over a year. Um, but it's, it's a newer asset that I created. And so it's called Secrets to Sight Reading. And it's a course that I created, um, a, a live course, a six week course for summer. And I've had the idea for a really long time. Um, there's a lot of people that come into my Facebook community or that comment on YouTube videos that want better information and more information about sight reading and about how to sight read with freedom and speed and ease and fluidity and all of that kind of stuff. And I love teaching sight reading because I feel like you can get really quick wins. And so I wanted to create a sight reading course probably for about the last year, but I just haven't, the idea hasn't fully solidified. So it's been in the back of my mind. And so this summer, finally, it was the right time. And so I created this course, this six week course called Secrets to Sight Reading. And as I was creating it, I was thinking about it as an asset. And so I'm going to break down kind of the different ways of thinking about this, kind of how the old me would have thought about it and how like the, the time for money me would have thought about it versus the me now business owner thinking of this as an asset that will serve me not only right now, but into the future. So when I used to create classes or courses or experiences for people to learn, I used to think about them very much as like, okay, what would make sense for people to pay for this, right? Like how many times are we going to be meeting? How many live sessions are we going to have? And if they pay X amount of money, like what does that equal per class? And I would always think about it as like, a yoga class or, you know, like some kind of workout class or something that I had a context for. So like, okay, if I have a yoga membership or if I pay for a 10 class pass, it ends up being like, you know, $20 per class and da, 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 da. And I go down that rabbit hole of trying to figure out how much to charge for the class based on like how many hours of instruction the students were getting. And when I used to create classes this way, I'll just spoiler alert, I didn't make very much money. I mean, sometimes it seemed like it, you know, I think like there were a couple of times where I would create like a 10 week class and I would get like a thousand dollars, which, you know, sounds good for 10 hours of instruction, a thousand dollars, that's a hundred dollars an hour, but that doesn't actually factor in the amount of time it took me to create all of the course materials, the amount of like energy that went into thinking about each individual student, getting to know them, chatting with them, helping them get registered for the class, um, answering all of their questions, doing all of the emails in between classes. And when you really actually start to dive in with a business owner mindset, that $100 an hour, first of all, becomes a lot less because you're putting in a lot more hours than just the time that you're showing up to teach. And it also starts to become apparent that creating an entire class, like a 10 week class is a huge amount of time and energy. And even if you're really fast at it, or you're really practiced at it and you have ideas really quickly and like, like for me, that's the part that I get the most excited about. I love creating. And so I actually thoroughly enjoy the process, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't take time and that it doesn't take energy. And so when I was stuck in this mindset of like, 
what people are paying per class and how many hours of instruction they're getting. I was always undercharging and I was never making enough for it to really seem worth it. That sure, that thousand dollars that came into my bank account initially was like, woohoo, how exciting. But then by those end, the end of those 10 weeks, I would be pretty exhausted. I would feel pretty depleted and I would be really tired of answering all the questions via email and of showing up, you know, in all of the non-instructional hours that I wasn't getting paid for. And so that's an example of me creating a course from an hourly mindset of like my time equals my money. And the other limitation that was really at play here is I wasn't thinking about the future. And I went through a time in my business where I created a lot of these courses and I was doing a new one like every 12 weeks. And so I was fully creating something new every 12 weeks and putting that same amount of time and that same amount of energy into these classes that I was teaching. And because of that, I was really exhausted and I wasn't really maximizing or leveraging those assets that I was creating because I wasn't even thinking of them as assets. So now let's switch over to secrets to sight reading. And when I wanted to create this class, first of all, I, I was not thinking of it as just a class or a course, right? I was thinking of this as an experience. I wanted to give people a six week experience where they could come and they could level up their sight reading skills, master the art of sight reading in a big way. And so when it comes to the, you know, how I'm going to do that and how I'm going to teach it, I had a ton of ideas. Um, and, and that's generally how it is for us, right? Like as teachers, we, we know how we're going to teach something. If you're confident in your teaching, you probably have ideas solidified already about how you teach certain concepts. And so that part of it felt easy. But when I thought of it as not just a class or a course, but an experience and an asset, it allowed me to change two key things. One, for the customer, instead of thinking like, how many hours of live instruction are you going to get? And what are you going to be paying for those you know, hours of instruction? I was thinking of it as what kind of experience are you going to get? And that cracked my mind open. So when I thought of it as an experience, it wasn't just about the live hours of instruction. I was thinking, okay, well, how can I foster community here? How can I like add other value that maybe takes time, but isn't like instructional time. And so what I ended up coming up with for secrets to sight reading is people get six hours of live classes. They also get six 15 minute office hour sessions where I show up and it's at the end of class, get to answer questions. We did a 30 minute meet and greet where we could foster that sense of community. They get access to an exclusive Facebook group where they can post questions and connect with each other and where we really get to get to know each other. Um, and you know, they all get to know each other as peers. And then they got all of these custom resources that I created for the class. So the books and the learning materials. And when I started like thinking of all of those components of the experience, all of a sudden, do you see how much value they are getting when they sign up for this class? It's not about the hourly rate of like, they're showing up for a one hour class and they're paying $30 for their class. They're getting custom materials. They're getting a chance to ask questions to get one-on-one -on -one feedback from me. They're getting that community. They're getting so many more valuable things than that one, like that time for money exchange. Now that's just on the customer end, right? So that's what they are getting. And already when someone is getting all of that and you're presenting that information in that way, they're not thinking about, oh, I'm showing up for one hour and I'm paying $30 for that hour. 
they're looking at that and they're saying, oh my gosh, <laughs> look at how much I'm going to get when I join this class. Like, of course, I'm going to level up my sight reading skills. I have access to all of these tools and resources that are going to help me get there. Now, on my end as the business owner, I also created this not just as a one-time class. So before, when I was in the mindset of trading time for money, I was always creating, I was always feeling like I had to create new things, right? Because nobody would want to take the same thing over and over and over again. People wouldn't want to pay the same amount to take the same thing twice. And so I was creating a lot of new stuff. But with Secrets to Sight Reading, I, I thought about it as this asset that I was creating. And I'll just be real with you. I don't totally know what I'm going to do with this asset, but the fact of the matter is that all of it is created. And as I was creating it, I organized it in a way where I could either turn it into, I can, I'm recording the classes, so I can either turn it into a digital course that takes no one, you know, no in-person instructional time for from me, where people can still get access to the community, they still get access to um, the materials and the recorded classes, and they get access to most of the stuff, but it's a digital course. And I could do hundreds of things with that, right? Like I could sell it a few times a year to my email list and my social media following. I could talk about it on YouTube. I could have I could set something up where I'm running ads and I'm constantly getting sales to that digital course. Um, or instead of turning it into a digital course, I could now, because I have everything created and I will have already run it one time. And so I'm going to learn a lot from this first time of running it. I could do it again as a live course, right? So I could pretty much keep all of the materials that I created. You know, I created the landing page for it, which is where people come to read about the class and to sign up. I have all of the emails that went out about it. I have all of the communication. I have all of that organized. And so I could just decide at some point in the future to run it again as a live course. And it will take a tenth of the time because everything is already created. I just have to kind of like put it in motion and show up to teach. And I could theoretically do that as many times as I want. And because I'm in an online space and because I'm consistent with my marketing and my messaging and my showing up, I will always have new people coming into my my community and my audience. And so I won't necessarily have to worry, like, sure, the same people might not want to take the class twice, but there's enough new people coming in that that's okay, because there's going to be new people that will be interested in it the next time I decide to run it, if that's what I decide to do. And being fully transparent, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I, I know I'm going to do something with it, but what I'm excited about is the fact that I have this asset, right? And so it's not about, from the customer standpoint, it's not about how much time they're getting, how much one-on-one -on -one time, how much they're paying per class. The value is so much higher than that. And for me, it's not even about how much I made running it this first time, because in creating it, I was not thinking like I'm stuck making the amount of money that it makes right now. I can make money with this asset that I created forever. The content is evergreen. And what that means is that it's not going to expire. It's not like I'm teaching something that's about like a current video game that just came on the market. It's, it's evergreen content. Like the, what I'm teaching in this class is always going to be true about sight reading. It's not going to change. Sure. I might make updates or maybe I'll, you know, discover new things as I become a, new, a better teacher in the future. And I might add value to it, but the content is evergreen. And this is what happens when you move from thinking about charging an hourly rate or exchanging your time for a certain amount of money to this expanded mindset of like, how do I provide value? So it's not about qualifications and certifications and, you know, the amount of minutes that you're getting per dollar. It's about how much value can I provide people so that this is an incredible experience for them and also 
how can I create these assets that will work for me forever? And the wild thing about it is that you don't need certificates, right? You don't need to go out and get another degree. You don't need certificates to start creating assets for your business. Sure, you will learn as you start to like go down this road of thinking as a business owner and these assets that you can create. But as an instructor and a teacher, you are already creating intellectual property regularly. And I'll give you an example. So if you're teaching one-on-one lessons and let's say you teach with the favor method, but at certain points in the favor method, you make certain changes for various students. So you have a student that's really interested in composing. So you go online and you find a bunch of resources about how to start incorporating composing into their lessons. Or you have a student that's really interested in race cars. So you maybe write them a piece or you find a piece online that's about race cars that's at the same level of the Faber book so that they can not only be getting the foundations down, but they can be learning this piece about race cars that's really exciting and inspiring to them. You are creating intellectual property. You are creating a pathway of how you are getting your student from point A to point B, and you are adapting and customizing that experience for that student. And that at its most basic level is you creating. You are creating content. You are creating intellectual property of how you teach something. And it's different than how someone else would teach it, right? Because if you have a student that has a particular interest and you go out and you look up resources about that particular interest, or you create something for them to make it their lessons more interesting or to make their lessons suit them individually, you are creating content. You have intellectual property. And so you can do this in other ways, right? You can create your own assets where you say, here's where you're starting customer or client. You're starting at point A and I'm going to get you to point B and this is how I'm going to do it. That is an asset. So I urge you to think about what are the assets or what are the things that you're already creating in your business? And are there other ways that you could continue to do that? And it's not like I mentioned, and I'm going to come back to this point because I got a little bit sidetracked. It's not about getting more degrees or certifications. It's actually just a shift in mindset. If you start to believe that it might be possible for you to make money not based on how many hours you show up to work, everything can change, right? You can change that mindset and think about things like how much value you bring to your customers and the level at which you can serve them and help them achieve their goals or help them achieve what you said you would help them achieve. Your mind will start to expand. And when your mind expands, what's really cool is that it creates all of this space. And all of a sudden, at some point, if you just keep letting your mind expand beyond that time equals hour mindset, ideas are going to start to come. You're going to have space for them, right? You're going to have space for these new ideas and they'll start to come. And you might not act on the first idea and that's fine. And maybe you wait until you have three or four or five ideas and write them down journal about them, let those ideas come to you and then take steps acting towards one of them. Because I promise you, you can create a business that is not a job. You can break out of that time equals money mindset to the asset mindset. Okay. And this will serve you in the long term. This will serve you for years and years and years. And when you have assets that you can just like you know, copy and paste into emails or show up and teach because you already created all of the materials, 
oh my gosh, you have so much more time. You have so much more energy. You have so much more freedom and flexibility. I didn't even talk about the scheduling aspect of the course and the fact that I did not ask anyone what would be the best time for them when I created Secrets to Sight Reading, right? I looked at my schedule and I said, what are the best six weeks for me to do this? I didn't say, you know, what time would make sense for the people that are going to be signing up. And guess what? The people that made it, wanted to make it work, they made it work. The class is happening at 12 p.m. on a Tuesday. And I knew that there would be enough people to make that time work if they really wanted to take the class, and they are. And so I created it with my own schedule, with my own vacation days planned in. And so there really is that level of freedom and flexibility. So I urge you to do this. I hope that you learned something or that you heard something helpful in this episode that you can take with you. Let it you know, plant as a seed and it will grow or go ahead and dive in if you're like me and just start making immediate changes in your business. Um, and if you want to do more of this and maybe you already have ideas for assets, get in touch with me. I, the day that this episode is being released, I actually have awesome, like, two week chunk in my calendar where I'm working, but I don't have a lot of appointments. And so I wanted to actually invite you, if you are interested in making these big changes in your business, if you want to make more money, book a call with me. Let's talk about it. Let's get to know each other and let me meet you face to face. You can tell me about your business and let's see if it would be a good fit to work together and to get you some business coaching so that you could really level up right now is the best time to do it, right? It's the best time to dive in to, to your existing assets, like your studio policy and create them. If you don't have them, your teaching philosophy and to get those things in place for the fall so that your students that are returning or kind of recommitting for the school year or any new students that you get have that opportunity to join your leveled up version of your current studio. So I'll include the link in the description so that you can book a call. Go ahead and do it. I have several times available in the next couple of weeks. I would love to get to know you. And these calls are very informal. It's just me getting to know your business. And it's also, it has to be a fit, right? Like I am not, it has to be a fit. If you are interested in business coaching and we meet and you're like, nah, that's not the vibe. That's totally fine. But if you meet with me and you think like, yes, I think I could really level up in this way. That's very exciting. And I want to help you get there. So the link is in the description below. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will be here with you next week. I cannot wait. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I love connecting with open-minded business owners from all over the world. As you know, a studio policy is one of the most important assets of your business, and a good studio policy will save you time and energy. For this reason, I created a free PDF with a list of three ways that you can level up your studio policy right now. To grab the free PDF, head on over to ashleyjyoung.com slash level up, and the link is in the show notes as well. Talk to you soon.